Ladies and gentlemen, don't you just love, don't you just love waking up to something very specific, such as, I don't know, a phone call and then they have to reschedule. Oh, don't you just love it? Don't you just wake it up for no fucking reason? I love it. In the words of Public Enemy's Chuck D, bring the noise. On the Fifth Element Podcast Network, I am Charlie Taylor, and this is Waskip. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you've all had a good week in the circumstances. I mean, I'm not that triggered by it, honestly. Like, in the, in this case, I just, um, you know, I, I, I feel I always have to wake up, like, a couple hours early, like, be- a couple hours before whatever I'm waking up for, you know, happens, right? Um... The reason why is because it takes me around that time to, <laughs> as um as a as a as a, a running joke uh, between uh, me and a friend, defrost. I I literally have to I literally have to defrost like for two hours. I, I just I just need to, you know you know that you know that just you know that wake up feeling where you are just like, uh you know. <laughs> I can't explain it, where you just feel like, uh, like, not feeling it, like, you just want to go back to sleep, right, for me, that's, like, two hours, honestly, like, I can, I can, I can efficiency, I can go efficiency mode, and, like, you know, cut it off to maybe an hour, right, but, and maybe in extreme circumstances, maybe half an hour, right, but if you really want me to be focused, like, I'm ready to go, you have to give me two hours, bro. So that's why I wake up two hours early for most things, um, especially when I have to, you know, if, if it's after twelve p.m. <laughs> after after midday. Um, well, yeah, especially if it's before midday. Yeah, I have, to, I have to be up like two hours earlier. Like so, for something at ten, I have to be up at eight. You know, what I mean, just it has to be done. It has to be done for me personally. Um, obviously, for most people, I I, I you know I, I I just assume most people just get up easy. Yeah, you know I mean, and I'm I'm sure there's I'm sure there's a lot of people in my in my camp of just like, um, and the, and that camp is you know, camp don't want to wake up in the morning, um, but you know I'm I'm sure there's I'm sure there's people like me, but um, I just assume for some reason that you know because there's a lot of you know the working man nine to five and all that you know what I mean so I'm I'm assuming loads of people uh, most people just you know live with it and that's just what it is, but um, I don't know, man. I'm just not into it. I'm just, I'm just never into it. I've never been into it. Never been about it. School, every day, like every day, getting off of school was a mission. Like, it was honestly just. Uh, there were so many times where I was just like, "Mum, I beg you, <laughs> let me sleep." <laughs> there was actually, there was actually, and the statute of limitations have gone on this. So, a fun little story before I begin uh, the actual show itself. Um, there was. <laughs> There was actually a time, uh, I forgot what year it was. I think it was might be year nine. I'm not sure, um, but yeah, there was a, there was a year. Well, let's just say six week period. I'm I'm just, I'm not gonna say it's the whole year, but there was a six week period. Let's just say that um, there was a six week period where uh, I had a history project, and I just for whatever reason I don't exactly remember what it was for. Uh, I don't exactly remember what the project was. I don't remember why I didn't want to do it. Uh, I, I don't know if it was like a reason why I didn't want to do it. If I was just, uh, I, I don't know if it was, 
if I was just lazy as shit, I can't really get into specifics of that because I have no idea, honestly. I, I, the only memories I have of it is the fact that I actively, actively avoided Mondays and Fridays, like, with my life, honestly. I milked. I was My acting prowess has never been more tip-top than on those days between mon- from Monday and Friday, those specific days. For a history class, I couldn't do it. Couldn't be. I don't know if I could be asked. Uh, I don't know if I was just like, um, you know what? I think it was. I think it was. I was so far behind on the work. I was just like, I I might, I might as well just hedge my bets and just see if I could just dip the rest <laughs> to just dip the rest of the term. You know, I think that's what I did. I I, I low key think that's what I did. Now I'm trying to remember it. I think I think that's. I think I was like a few weeks behind. Um, I had no like I had no idea. Um, I had no just anything, just nothing to report. Um, so I was just like, you know what? Let me just get my acting uh, gear all together, just suit up, and just absolutely fake till you make. <laughs> and uh, you know, I'm still here. So you know, this uh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I wasn't kept back a year doing history. So uh, you know. I know that's not how it works, but <laughs> but still, yeah, I I, I go away scot free. Um, I am I am I, I didn't learn a thing. Uh, <laughs> to quote that Rick and Morty episode, I didn't learn a thing. Uh, so yeah, it is what it is, and that's just a that's just something that I've, I've for some reason just uh, decided to remember. But you know, fun times, fun times. Honestly, I was sweating like every time every time I did wasn't able to milk it. Every time I wasn't able to, you know, uh, you know, just wince in the right way, um, and honestly, I feel like I feel like when people, unless obviously I'm not a parent yet, but I feel like it's super easy to clock if your if your child's like faking it or not, right? I don't know. I feel like looking back at it now, I was like, how did I? How was I? How did I even fake it like that? How did I even succeed in some of my endeavors to be ill, <laughs> to to fake being ill? I don't know. Like, just looking back at it now, I'm just like, that was a poor performance, but somehow I made it. I'm not really sure. Um, maybe it's just because my mum had to go work or something like that uh, most of the time, and she was just like, you know what, F- fuck it, I don't, I don't care. Like, <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not saying my mum's just going to be like, you know, don't go to school, but, you know what I mean? I feel like I feel like I must have like broken her down, maybe. I'm not sure. Just, just all right, I'll give you this one day, fuck it. You know what I mean? Just have to give him some, some dubs. I don't know. I don't know how it works as a parent, but... Uh, I just feel like looking back at it now, the performance was not exactly, you know, um, Denzel training day, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It wasn't exactly a, 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 a fucking a, a name, name, good acting performance here. You know what I mean? It's, it wasn't it. It wasn't it. But anyway, I've gone six minutes. Let me just, let me just uh, move along and uh, take the dubs as I take them. Um, all right, yeah, solid, uh, solid episode for you guys. Uh, two sports, life, and film and TV. Uh, let's just jump right in. Format these before we begin. Even Twitter, IG, Facebook as well, but not for long. It's it's happening. It's happening, ladies and gentlemen. It's gonna happen. Trust me. By the by, the time we get into twenty twenty one, I will not be saying Facebook on this show. Uh, well, by well by the end of uh, November, because obviously I'm not doing the December episodes. Um, for for reasons I stated last episode, so uh, you know, just keeping you keeping up on that. Just reminding you, just remind us um, how many episodes you got now after this one, two, three, something like that. Um, so yeah, enjoy while you can. Facebook as well. Until then, <laughs> um, 
uh, what else is there? Everything in the full show notes. Fuck it, just go to the full show notes and click everything and like and follow everything and like everything. Please, thank you very much. Support the people who help me make this show possible. Nine percent that's me to support me. Thank you very much. And without further ado, let the music drop. And let's get into the show. In a week where Scotland becomes the first part of the UK to get this banned smacking. Now, I don't, again, not a parent, so I don't know. Um, But I feel like it it depends what kind of smacking you're talking about. You know what I mean? So my mum's, my mum's, you know, fairly, um, you know, um, she's of that. She's not a millennial. Let's just say that, right? Um, I feel like if I I told her about this, um, she'd be like, why? Um, you know what I mean? Because there's different types of smacking, I feel like. You know what I mean? There's, you know, nobody's backhanding their children anymore, right? Nobody's, like, you know, just pimp-slapping their children anymore. <laughs> um, but I feel like, you know, just, um, you know, just kick up the arse, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, quick, you know, just happy slap on the edge, back of the edge, you know what I mean? Just like, mm, you know what I mean? Just, I feel I feel like that's you know acceptable these days. Am I wrong? I'm not. I'm, I'm you know I'm not in. I'm not on the. I'm not on the mother care forum, so you know I don't know. But um, what, what's a mum's net? That's the one. That's what I'm thinking of. Mum's net. Uh, you know I don't know. So uh, you know, band smacking. And how do you enforce that? By the way, like do do the children know this? I feel like you need to let the children know. So whenever they do get smacked, they're able to just go like call the feds and just go like, yo, my mum's smacking me. You know what I mean? <laughs> I I don't know. Um, I feel like. Why would parents tell their kids like, "Oh, sorry, sorry, Dylan, I can't smack you, smack you anymore"? Because um, you know, according to Scottish rules, so I have to put my Scottish accent on there. I'm not gonna do it, um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't really see the reason for this, but hey ho, ban smacking. Why not? Uh, Grenfell Tower suppliers knew their cladding would burn. This is not new. It's it's news, but it's not new because you know I talked about this a couple of months ago. You know. Um, these people should be in jail. I'm. Um, I'm not really sure what else you need to know right now. Obviously, you need to know everything, but um, and you know, rinse all the information you can out of them. But I swear, if they're not in jail by the time this inquiry ends, I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm gonna talk about it on here. That's for fucking sure. Uh, minimum. Um, Pfizer and German biotech startup BioNTech. Is that like BioNTech, like Intech? You know what I mean? Like uh. uh uh, also, also Capone Noriega kind of thing. Um, uh, make a breakthrough for a COVID nineteen vaccine. So yeah, we're getting there. I actually um got an interesting letter today um, about uh, Corona. I haven't got Corona. Just just saying that it's not it's not about that. I, I it's not saying I got it. It's none of that kind of stuff. It's um, uh, but I might be in some testing. I'm not sure. I'm not. I'm not am I allowed to say that? I'm not really sure. Uh, I don't know. Can't be legal, right? Is this confidential t- uh, tender? Uh, uh, controversial. Is this um, uh, you know, legal tender? Probably not. I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to read it as I as I do this so anyway. Uh, Welsh government are scrapping all exams for the school year. Big ups to them. Um, I feel like the whole UK should be doing that right now. Uh, my mum. I said this to my mum yesterday, um, and she was like, um, you know, um, yeah, but now you're gonna have to rely on the teachers. Um, you know, to uh, for everything, and I'm just like, and it's like, well, what if the teachers like, you know, hate the children? I'm like, I mean, if the child, if, if if the um, if the teachers doing that, they shouldn't be teaching. Like, <laughs> simply put, they shouldn't be teaching. If they, 
like you know there were there were there were people there were people in my school right that you know and you know we all know these people we all know these people in primary school high school even university in some ways right um and sixth form college right we all know those youths they're just are just fucking tyrants and they just do not bother with the education none of that they just can't be asked right we 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 know those people we know those people right we've all been with those people before right but I feel like, you know, for me personally, I feel like um, even though they're complete, they can be complete tools, I feel like most of the teachers I had personally, you know, didn't grade on like a negative curve. They didn't do that. They didn't grade on a negative curve or even a positive curve. Like, you know, I feel like I was kind of um, good with teachers um, from a personal perspective. You know what I mean? I, 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 you know, good um, conversation with them and stuff like that. I feel like I feel like I wasn't a bad student. But I don't feel like, you know, they gave me grades because they rated me. You know what I mean? I, I still got them Ds, trust me. <laughs> but, you know, I, I still got them D grades, you know what I mean? Uh, oh, Charlie, you're so, uh, you know, you're, he's a nice kid, but, um, you know, them exams suck. <laughs> trust me. Um, and uh, lastly, FA Chairman Greg Clark resigns after saying, Coloured footballers in a committee meeting. Stop, stop hiring old white guys, people. Like, stop. It's 2020. Old white men are still saying coloured. Seriously. I've I, I've never been called coloured, right? And I was born in 96, so, you know. I've been called other things in my life, right? Let's not get twisted. But I've never been called coloured. Because coloured is a super, super antiquated... I don't know what you want to call it. Slur, whatever. Just generalisation putting it lightly, you know what I mean, just, that, that's, that's, that's my dad's era, right, that, that's, that's my dad's era of being called coloured, like, are you serious, like, they, they, they pe- people, people, uh, you know, low-key racists, you know what I mean, they're, they're and the bigots in some way, you know, they're saying different words, they're saying different words these days, they're saying much different words, they're, they're coding it much differently, the fact that this guy says coloured still, now, and in, in the committee meeting, if you, if you see in the video, he says uh, woman footballers as well. I'm surprised you didn't go, I'm, I'm surprised you didn't um, give a classic slur on the women as well. Like, honestly, I, I, I don't get it. I just don't get it. All right, we're nearly 50 minutes in. I've just been talking about that. I haven't even got into the actual show yet. Um, where to begin? All right, let's, let's do this, um, and this is pretty short, actually. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep this um, relatively short and keep, uh, obviously, uh, to the hour that uh, I want to. So... Um, I wanted to kind of talk about the fact that, um, uh, this is kind of, this is kind of just something I've gleaned over the past, you know, week or so, kind of had like a mini reckoning, as I drink my, uh, uh, orange and, uh, lotus flower green tea, um, so the F1, uh, F1 season and the F1 calendar has been, uh, announced, uh, officially, uh, for next year, and the, and, uh, They've recently announced that it's going to be a 23 uh, race season, and uh, they've announced a new track, completely new, um, in, of all places, Jeddah, uh, Saudi Arabia. Now, you know, I've talked about Saudi Arabia before in this show, not a fan, not a fan, um, just, um, you know, ethically not a fan of uh, Saudi Arabia, uh, my, my country's own relationship with Saudi Arabia, just does not sit right with me, makes my ass itch every time I think about it, and just Saudi Arabia in general, um, just, I don't know, it, it just, well, I do know, it just doesn't, it, it just does not sit right with me, um, 
and it just it just ma- it just makes me think about like you know um, ethics, I guess. And you know, I said after I said as soon as this was announced, I said on Twitter, right? I said I'm gonna I might actually generally boycott this race, like just not watch it, not consume it in any way. Um, just yeah, just not consume it, right? And you know, I said in the tweet, I said now that sounds performative, but you know, I just can't do, I can't vibe with anything that references Saudi Arabia in any way, right, and that's just me, that's my principles, right, but, you know, there's also, you know, the devil's advocate of the fact that, you know, F1 has been in China for uh, for, um, a decade and a bit now, they've been there for a minute, Uh, nearly 20 years, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think it started in 2005, I think, early 2000s, you know what I mean, and China's China, We, we know, Uyghurs, China, need I say more? Um, just say the just saying the name China. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things to that. Um, and you know, there's a lot of you can go deep with it. I kind of this is kind of the point. Um, I'm trying. This is kind of the reckoning I'm trying to have here. Um, I guess live on there where like, you know, you kind of try and think about it. Um, from a principal perspective, but then you realise that. You know, I've been consuming F1 since Lewis Hamilton came back. You know what I mean? And obviously before that. Um, I think there was like a year where I just stopped watching F1. I think it was Michael Schumacher's last year. And then Lewis came back. Uh, came back. Uh, came into the frame. And I was like, oh, I'm suddenly into F1 again. Um, <laughs> unashamed. Unashamed on that one. Sorry, my tea's getting cold. And I want to get into it. Um, so, you know... I, I, it is what it is, right? And, you know, like I said, China's been on the calendar for a minute. Um, you can name other countries. Um, you know, um, you can you can technically name Australia if you want and how they treat Aborigines, right? You can go there, um, USA, everything, Great Britain. You know what I mean? Like, you could go really deep with it if you really want to and just find something wrong with every country. Um, but I feel like, personally, personally for me, the buck stops the Saudi Arabia. You know what I mean? And I feel like that's not the worst line of all time, right? I feel like as a, as lines go, you know what I mean, lines to cross, I feel I, I feel like um, Saudi Arabia is a good place. And you know what? I feel like, you know, and if you're one of those people that think um, it's worth, the line is at China. Completely fine with that. I completely understand where, where you're coming from. Um, and, you know, you also got to think about it in terms of just like, um, you know, it's your viewership. Um, do you want to just not watch it, uh, not watch this sport, or not consume this, um, whatever you're, whatever you're consuming? It doesn't have to be sport, but you know, it could be movies or whatever. Um, you know, do you want to cons- do you want to consume this thing on pr- uh, uh, regardless of your principle? And um, you know, just for me personally, Saudi Arabia is that is that is that line. Um, but you know, you can say. I don't know, Hungary, fucking Russia, hello, right, okay, there we go, we can go Sochi, um, and I hate that race in general, just as races go, it's completely shite to me, um, you know what I mean, but I've watched them over the past couple of years, so what does that say about me, you know what I mean, so I just wanted to, have, like, I guess, frame this in a way of just, like, how do you guys, I feel, I, I just wanted to, I guess, put it to you guys as, like, where does the buck stop for you for things like this? You know what I mean? Um, you know, I know a couple of F1 fans, and um, I, I highly assume they're going to watch the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. Like, I don't think they care, right? And, you know, again, it's just my viewership. It's not... 
I'm not it's, I'm not exactly pulling the plug on Sky Sports F1 here. I'm not going like, no, I'm not go- I'm not going to have any of this. You know what I mean? It's just, it's, it's inconsequential. Um, but you know, I I feel like there's just some things that um, just irk someone to the point. And you know, F1 I feel like have been doing things recently that just don't exactly cater to the fan anymore. And I feel like this is just an outright. Um, you know, just a slap in the face, basically. You know, if they if they announced Saudi Arabia, right? Um, even last year, right? If if they did it last year, shit, I maybe would have, I maybe would have been fine. I maybe would have been fine with it. But it's the fact that it's this year. It's the fact with like the um, with with all the garbage they've like spewed, right? With the we races one stuff, right? And the um and you know the the Black Lives Matter um uh, you know stuff before the start of the races, and now you're going to Saudi Arabia, it it just doesn't sit right with me. It just doesn't sit right with me. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't. It it, it can't. It can't possibly. You can't see that, right? Because this none of this shit happened last year, right? They weren't doing this shit last year, and this is why I don't really like it when certain, you know, other sports, um, do these kind of things, and, you know, we've talked about this in, 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 like, a, in the sense of football, um, we talked about sports washing, uh, last year, and just, you know, how that works, um, with, uh, you know, uh, where's, where's the next World Cup, guys? Give you a second, ding, 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 it's Qatar, like, it, it, <laughs> Like, and we, we forget, right? we forget even with that, right? You know, thousands, was it thousands or hundreds? Like, a lot of people died making those stadiums. Like, it, it and, you know, I, I don't think football fans care in the overall sense. I don't think they care, ladies and gentlemen. And, you know, it is what it is. I'm not going to say it's fine, because it ain't, but it is what it is. And it's the same with, and it's the same with F1. Um, you know, I, I'm sure that I'm sure if I go through the whole calendar in, you know, the whole lifespan of F1, they've been the places where I'm just like, hmm. And you know, this is because of money. It's 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 not it's not. This is the thing. Like the the reason why, and I'll, I'll finish on this. The reason why um, I don't exactly um, what's the word? Um, care. Uh, if um, if entities like F1 or FIFA or M- or NBA, NFL, etc., etc., right? The reason why, in some in in a in a way, I don't exactly care whether they um, have you know the Black Lives Matter stuff or you know armbands or you know whatever they want to. However, they want to, you know, um, raise awareness, so to speak. At the end of the day, it's all about money, right? It's all about the dollar dollar bill, y'all, right? And this one just jars me a little more, simply because of the fact that they 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 constantly in the commentary constantly talk about the fans. Oh, you know, especially at the start of the season. Oh, we miss you guys. We miss the fans at the stands. And I'm not talking about the races, but I'm talking about just like, you know, the general broadcast and, you know, how they, 
you know, show empty stands and, you know, forcing the commentators to go, oh, we miss the fans, we miss the crowd, we miss the energy that you guys bring, right? And then you, and then we ask you for like, you know, can you please put Portimao on, or Mugello on the calendar permanently? You know, we all, we all ask these stuff on social media, they see that shit, right? They see it, they see it. Let's not be, let's, they see it, right? They see it all. Um, they, they see our pleads for whatever tracks to fuck off, whatever tracks to uh, put in, in replacement, right? They could easily cater to the fan if they really wanted to, but the fact is, and this is F1 specific, it's not into, into any other sport, but you can do it for other sports, I guess. But I'm just thinking to F1 because that's the, obviously the reason why I'm talking about this. They just don't. They they don't. They don't. They Instead, they put in something like Saudi Arabia or fucking Vietnam. Do you know what's funny? Vietnam ain't even on the calendar next year. I, 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 it's funny. It's just so great. It's so fickle. It's so fickle. Uh, it, it just sends. It just rubs me the wrong way. The whole thing. Like if you if you just if you didn't care about the fans at all, right? Then fine. I'd live with it because I know where I stand. But it's the fact that they constantly fucking bullshit saying they don't care about the fans. You the fans. Oh, you missed the fans. Yeah, you missed the fans when they're fucking paying four hundred pound for a fucking ticket. That's what you're missing. Don't get it twisted, right? Say what you mean. You don't miss the energy. You miss the green fam. You miss them purple billies, right? That's what you miss. You miss the Queen Elizabeths. That's what you miss. All right, let's not get it twisted, okay? That's what you miss. So don't give me this shit. I, so after Saudi Arabia now, after the announcement of Saudi Arabia, do not talk to me about fans. Do not talk to me about fans. As soon as they mention fans, I'm 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 a turn off. Like I'm a tune the fuck out because I'm not here for it. I'm just not here for it. You do not care about the fans. The fans ask you for one thing: better tracks, better racing. And what do you do? You go to Saudi fucking Arabia. It doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense to me. So you know, I put on my I put on my notes here. I said literally, um, it might be wraps between me and F1. And you know, I'm very close. I'm I'm super close. Honestly, I feel like once Lewis Hamilton retires, I feel like I might just dip. I might just dip with him, to be honest. Um, and you know, that might not be like any. You know, that might be. Oh, you're not a true fan of F1. No, 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 no. You just like you just like Hamilton. I'm just like, and. Like, <laughs> and. You know, I started watching F1 again because of Lewis Hamilton. Like, you, you, you're telling me you guys didn't start watching a sport because of one particular person. Like, you're, you're not fans of a certain football team because, uh, you know, you didn't, you didn't watch someone, one player watches, uh, watch one player as a kid, and you're like, he's cool. It, isn't that not the same thing? Isn't that not the same thing? Oh, right, because you guys decide to stick with it. Oh, right, okay. And, sure, do, I mean, do you... By all means, I'm not going to roast you for it. It's cool. Have your fandom. But I just feel like, you know, F1 don't care about me. So, you know, I don't really give a shit, to be honest. I, you know, so. And let's be real. What are you guys watching F1 for right now? You're waiting for Lewis Hamilton to break those fucking records. That's what you're doing. You, you may not, you may, you may say you're not, but you really are. That's why you're watching it. Okay. So don't get, don't, don't get at me. Don't get at me. Don't at me. Don't care. Just don't care, to be honest. I, I'm 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 getting tired of it. I uh, I love F1 as a as a as an entity, um, as a you know as a concept. Um, just you know the the the, the energy of it. 
Um, the technology side of it fascinates me. The history of the sport is absolutely fucking outstanding. Like just looking at the characters and the, and the leadership. Um, you know, I watched that um, F1 uh, Road to Perfection uh, documentary series that's been going on in the past few weeks. I've I thoroughly enjoyed that shit, right? Thoroughly enjoyed it. But now, I don't know, man. You know, what I mean, it's always been about the money, and it's always been about the glamour in some sense, but. Um, I personally never cared about the glamour, um, and now it's just more about the money, so I, I just don't really see the point in me giving a shit anymore, so, uh, I don't know, we'll see, we'll see, but, um, the ice is thinning, uh, for me personally, so, uh, yeah. Uh, talking about sport and uh, you know what might as well just jump into the second one um, just because why not uh, might as well um, so this is uh, athletics uh, based and we're talking about Mr. Christian Coleman um, who recently got uh, suspended for two years for missing drug tests and uh, you know there's a there's a frame I'd like to have with this one um, and well we'll get into the, we'll get into the article itself and that frame will that frame will uh, come into fruition a bit, um, a bit clearer. So, um, excuse me. Uh, so the article is called "Why Did the World's Fastest Man Miss Drug Tests and a Shot at the Olympics?" Um, this is by Mr. Matthew Futterman, uh, Futterman, Futterman uh, of the New York Times. Let's get into it. Uh, every gay athlete makes mistakes and is, and has weaknesses. Even the world's fastest man, for Christian Coleman. The world champion in the 100 meters and the favourite to win the gold medal in the event at the Olympics in Tokyo this summer, his stumble has nothing to do with uh, yeah stumble has nothing to do with how he trains or that in a sport dominated by taller people he's often the shortest man on the track. Common shortcoming is far more mundane but may crush his Olympic dreams. Three times in 2019 he was not where he said he would be uh, during the one hour each day. Uh, excuse me uh, when. Anti-doping officers were supposed to be able to test him. He has never failed a drug test, and anti-doping official, officials say they have no reason to suspect that he uses performance enhancing drugs. Uh, but those three missed tests have earned him a two-year suspension from competition. He's heartbroken. His mother Daphne said of her son in an interview uh, during an interview last month, the day after the track and field anti-doping authorities affirmed their two-year suspension for Coleman, which will last until May 2022. Quote, his, parent, his grandparents, his aunts, uncles and cousins, his siblings, uh, siblings uh, everyone who has supported him, uh, Christian feels terrible for what this is doing to all of them. Unquote. Coleman, 24, has vowed to appeal decision to the Court of Arbitration for the Sport, the top court, that he has such cases, but he faces an uphill fight even though he has earned a penalty for errors that appear to be largely clerical and careless rather than attempts to cheat his peers. The case and the punishment highlight increasingly stringent stance uh, international officials have taken with testing procedures after multiple doping scandals. But the situation also illustrates the still uneven testing landscape and treatment of athletes in different countries. Anti-doping officials acknowledge that the testing process is to an extent unfair to athletes who live in countries where there is a robust uh, domestic program such as Britain, Norway, Germany, Canada and the United States. Coleman was tested so many times in 2019 that Charles Hollander, the leader of the tribunal, uh, that's a weird word in it, tribunal, like it's, it sounds like it should be tribunal, like funeral, but it's tribunal, that's really weird, um, that handed down the suspension, wrote in decision, 
Uh, quote, for the avoidance of doubt, there is no suggestion that the athlete has ever taken any prohibited substance, and we wish to make that clear at the outset, unquote. Coleman has missed three tests last year, but officials still test him 13 times, more than any, uh, more than many elite runners uh, from developing nations, whose uh, national anti-doping programs have been troubled for years, or Russia, where the anti-doping agency conspired to help athletes cheat. A spokesman for the unit, Adita Kumar, uh, said the organization uh, focuses its testing on countries, quote, where if we don't do it, no one will, unquote. However, there is some uh, there is some redundancy, and it was a test administered by in the integrity unit that led to Coleman's third strike uh, last December. During a hearing, Coleman's lawyer uh, argued, argued they'd been unfairly targeted. Following decision, Emmanuel K. Hudson, his manager, called for ruling, called the ruling, quote, unfortunate, and vowed uh, to appeal. Uh, Coleman declined to comment for this article. His father, Seth Coleman, said his son would never gain, uh, seek to gain an advantage leg- illegally. Okay, this is where this is where, you know, the 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 the, the conversation around this uh, kind of gets skewed a little bit, in my view. Uh, quote: Christian's whole philosophy has always been my training against your training, my talent against your talent. He said. For a decade, one man, the world uh, rec- record holder Usain Bolt, dominates sprinting, and her, and no one has had before. Uh, talking about Bolt, talking about Coleman, not going to bother with that, because why bother talking about that? A um, little bit of history, star defensive back, wide receiver, Coleman initially considered playing football with Valparaiso in Indiana, but then Tennessee offered him a track scholarship, which effectively ended his football career. Coleman made the United States Olympic team in 2016, won the national titles in 100 and 200 metres and as a junior in 2017 and turned professional. Beth Alford Sullivan, uh, the director of track and field at Tennessee, called Coleman a model student athlete. Quote, the Christian Coleman we all know does things the right way, from how he trains to how he competes to how he treats others. Unquote, Alford uh, Sullivan said. I'm going to end it actually there, to be honest, um, because it's a, you know, it's a fairly lengthy article and um, I feel like um, it kind of repeats itself. Um, in terms of just what goes on, um, it, basically, it basically gets into also talking about um, uh, uh, what basically what happened. Uh, you know, saying Coleman said he was so close to his home during the hour that if a doping official could have a control for called, he could have gotten home in the five minutes. So you know, it's, it's kind of just like a you know just a recap of the particular um, specifics of uh, the miss case of the miss uh, tests. Um, but the main point of this I wanted to get to, and uh, this is where the schism happens, right, in terms of this conversation about Christian Coleman, right? I don't think, uh, and a lot of um, a lot of um, people had this conversation um, to Coleman, actually, you know, online, actually. actually. Like, um, I, I remember when, um, uh, shout out to a friend of 5e, uh, Tiana Bartoletta, she actually wrote, um, like, a, a piece um, on on a blog uh, about Christian Coleman and you know like very directly um, called him out right and uh, you know not in a you know a shame on you kind of way but um, this is the thing this is the thing right so you know we can I think most people you know that are into athletics right can firmly agree that Coleman isn't cheating right I, I I don't think he cheats. I don't I don't think he cheats. I think um you know everything his dad says on this article that um his uh his uh director of track and field Beth Alford Sullivan says you know calling him a modest student athlete 
You know what I mean? Um, the, what, what's, the, what's the thing he, his dad said? Oh, yeah. My training against your training, my talent against your talent, right? I, I think he's on the up and up. I, I, I really, truly think he's on the up and up. And I feel that most people in the athletics community, professional, journalistic, broadcast, otherwise, whatever, fans in general, right? I feel, I feel like most people don't think he actually takes PDs, right? Um, otherwise, then, uh, otherwise, this would just be silly, right? <laughs> Just act. I'm going to actively avoid, um, you know, this, uh, this, this drug test. It's just a bit. It, it just doesn't sound. It, it just doesn't sound smart, right? It's just a bit silly. Um, if you were, if you were drug, uh, te- if you, were, if you were doping, you'd be putting a lot more effort into it, right? So uh, I don't, I don't think he's, I don't think he's doping, right? So let's just cut that off. Let's just cut that off right there. I don't think anybody. Majority of people, let's just say that, let's just, um, you know, produce the margin. I don't think a majority of people think that Christian Coleman dopes. But. But he missed three tests. And that's it. That is it. Right? And you can, and you can, you know, um, what's the word? Um, you can haggle, right? You, you say like, oh, if you just rang me up, you know, I was like 10 minutes away. Right? Sure. Sure. You can, you can... You can you can make a case, right? Make a case, go through it. I don't think anybody's gonna say like, "Oh, he doesn't have a case." Fuck off, bro. Like, you know, what I mean, his case ain't gonna get uh, you know whitewashed, right? It's not it's not gonna be a straight a straight up um, dunk, right? Uh, negative dunk. Like he get dunked on. Like, you know, <laughs> he ain't dunking on them, but uh, they're not gonna dunk on him either, right? I think he generally has a case, right? And you know, if the call for arbitration sport, you know, who actually, you know. Uh, didn't uh, you know support Cassis Semenya on her uh, particular uh, thingy? But that's obviously a side note, uh, completely tangential. But um, you know it's the same people, right? That did that. Um, yeah, I, you know I think they will give him a case, right? And you know he can he can say you know he can detail it, say where he was, whatever, right? Make a case. But he missed three tests, and that's it. Like ninety nine point nine percent of of our uh, world class athletes, elite athletes. They don't miss their tests. Simple as. Like they, they just don't. Like, and I, and I get it. You know, if you, when you're the best in this, in this sport especially, right? If, if you're the best, and and let's not get it twisted, Christian Coleman, pound for pound, is the fastest man on earth right now. Like that's just factual, right? You can, you can, you can make a case for someone like Noah Lyles, right? Um, and and a couple others, but at this moment in time. I, I don't I don't remember the last time Christian Coleman was beat to be honest. Um, you know, he obviously won the world championship uh in Doha. Um and you know, that was that was that was clean cut. That was clean cut a dub, right? It wasn't there was no there was no doubt that he was the best at that point, right? And I think he still is. I think I think he still is, right? So but with that said, when you're the fastest man in this sport, with this history of doping scandals, I'm sorry, bro. You're just gonna have to take the tests, fam. I just, I just feel like that's it. Just puts everyone at ease. It just puts the world at ease. Like they athletics, world athletics can't uh, uh, elite world class athletics as a sport cannot afford to have a doper as their best athlete. They can't afford it. They just can't anymore. Like, it's the same with cycling. Like they just can't afford it, and I'm assu- and I highly assume that their best cyclists 
get more tests than you know the average cyclist, uh, average professional cyclist. I just that's just how it goes. It's just how it goes. Okay, so you know it is what it is on that front, bro. And you know that that's I just gonna have to live with that. Um, but the point of the point of it is, and it's my last point, I guess, right? Regardless if, um, regardless of how, you know, a model student you are, you know, I mean, all this stuff, uh, I'm, 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 I'm completely sure that he's a cool dude, I'm, I'm completely sure he's a cool dude, do you know what I mean, he's a, uh, he's definitely a man of faith, um, you know, he, he regularly, you know, on his, uh, IG posts, you know, I mean, thank God, uh, you know what I mean, he, he's always one of those, he's one of those athletes, right, he's one of those American athletes, so, you know, thanks God first, uh, you know, uh, gives God, uh, give everything to God kind of thing, you know what I mean, he's, he's one of those. You know what I mean, he he looks like he looks like a dude with you know decent morals, right? You know what I mean, solid uh, foundation under him, uh, you know, family wise and all that kind of stuff, and so uh, society wise, right? He seems like a cool dude. But you miss free tests, and that's it, bro. That's just, you just missed it. You just missed free tests, bro. And that's they have to call the strikes somewhere, bro. They have to call free strikes. They have to call free strikes. And if they don't call street strikes, uh, <laughs> street strikes three strikes for you, then what's the point of the system? You know what I mean? Like, if you miss a test, you miss a test. And you and you get, and you get the ban. Like, everyone knows the rules. Everyone knows the rules. Like, every world-class athlete manages to abide by the rules. And, you know, I'm not saying that Christian Coleman is, like, you know, thinks he's above the law or anything. I don't, I don't think he's like that. He may have just plum forgot. I don't know. Right? He'll make, he'll obviously make his case in the court of arbitration. But you missed him, bro. Simple as. Clean cut. I mean, it, it is what it is, bro. It's highly unfortunate. I wish it didn't. I wish it didn't happen to the fastest dude in the fucking world. I really want someone. I really want the rest of the rest of the gang to, you know, um, you know, some some Team GB athletes in there, you know, possibly like Reese Prescott potentially. Uh, Andre DeGrasse, of course, been in the game for a minute. Obviously, Jamaica always has a solid. Uh, a solid core. Uh, Johan Blake's been coming back a little bit into his own. Uh, you know, what I mean, just there's some people. There's some people, and there's obviously people I'm forgetting. Um, but I want people. I want the highest quality field. I personally want the highest quality field. Everyone wants the highest quality field. Everyone wants you there, my guy. But you miss free tests. <laughs> That's it. That's completely it. And it's just unfortunate. So you know, I. Well, regardless of how, you know, good a person he is, and, you know, regardless of, uh, you know, most of us thinking that he, he he doesn't dope, everyone else, everyone else is not missing three tests in a year, and you are, so, you know what I mean, the, 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 the buck has to stop somewhere, my guy, and they're stopping it at three, so... You just gotta take them two years, but, you know, call for arbitration, he has a case... And we'll see how that goes, and uh, if I get any news on that, if I get an update on that, I'll be sure to update you guys, so uh, yeah. So I hop on a film on TV, and uh, it's another it's another Netflix thing. I just have to, I just have to, because this is interesting to me. This is a genuine update, and I feel like this, this is something that... I personally have been thinking about, and I don't think I've said this on Wax, but um, you know, it, I can't say I can't say it now because I'm obviously going to read the thing. But uh, you know, I feel like this is something that clearly was in the cards, in the cards. 
Um, so Netflix are gonna uh, might might be getting a, there might be a channel Netflix uh, on on your boxes, ladies and gentlemen. There might be a channel Netflix. Um, so this is a uh, can't decide what to stream. Netflix is testing a TV channel of scheduled programming by Jack Zach Scharf of uh, IndieWire. Let's just jump right in because uh, you know it's it's, it's Netflix. Like, everyone's coming for Netflix. And that's the, that's where you have to go for uh, for this kind of for this kind of shit. This is the future right here. Potentially, uh, one of the biggest complaints thrown at Netflix is that its non-curated library can be a nightmare from which to choose a film or TV, television series to stream. It's safe to assume a majority of Netflix subscribers have at least once found themselves endlessly scrolling by figuring out what on earth they want to watch. Filmmaker Christian Petzold said last month he quote unquote hates Netflix. Because the lack of curation gives him, quote, a headache, unquote. Uh, well, Netflix is finally getting into the curation business with Direct, a new linear channel made up of a, made up of scheduled programming featuring international and US feature films and TV series available on the platform. With Direct, Netflix is heading into real-time scheduled programming for the first time in its history. The linear channel will only be available to subscribers and is getting a test trial this month in France only. Direct is the equivalent of a Netflix television channel provided to subscribers. The streaming giant said it chose France to test out the service because of, uh, quote, the consumption of traditional TV in France, unquote, adding, quote, uh, many viewers like the idea of programming that doesn't require them to choose what they're going to watch, unquote. Netflix continued in a statement, stop making me say, quote, <laughs> quote, uh, whether you are lacking uh, inspiration or whether you are discovering Netflix for the first time, you could let yourself be guided for the first time without having to choose a particular title and let yourself be surprised by the diversity of Netflix's library, unquote. I love the way they frame that. I love the way they frame that. It's, it's so funny. Like, let yourself be guided for the first time. Bro, you're talking to a, you're talking to the bo- a boy that's had Sky all his life. Like, I've, I've had... I've had I have I have had TV privilege, bro. I am TV privileged. Like honestly, I don't remember a time where I didn't have Sky. Like I had the Skybox back in the day, Sky Plus when it came through, and now I have Sky Q. Like bro, all I need is all I need is upgrade my TV and I can get that Ultra HD. Like honestly, like, I'm I'm TV privileged. I am generally TV privileged um, in terms of just like you know general channels and stuff like that. But TV quality has always been a. a my family's always been lacking behind it. That's really annoying. Uh, but we'll get that old HD TV someday. Uh, someday, not a smart TV because I don't do smart TVs. But yeah, I'm gonna get a 4K TV someday. Anyway, I just like the way they said that. Like, um, <laughs> let yourself be guided for the first time. Hello, it's been all my life. But <laughs> whatever. Um, uh, the direct platform had a soft launch in France on November 5th. Netflix says the service will become more broadly available in France in December. Netflix boasts approximately 9 million subscribers in France. Netflix has been having a massive 2020 when it comes to new original content. Six of the streamers' original movies released in 2020 launched with the biggest opening streaming numbers the company has ever seen, while series such as The Haunting of Blind Manor, Emily in Paris, and The Queen's Gambit have dominated social media buzzes full. Uh, autumn. Um, while Netflix has tested a shuffle play feature in the past, allowing the platform to pick a show or film for the subscriber. Direct is the first time Netflix is using real-time schedule blocks like a traditional TV television channel. 
Does that not fascinate you guys? Uh, it fascinates the fuck out of me. I, I have to admit, it really does fascinate the hell out of me. Like, just think about that, right? Just just think about a channel Netflix. Like, if you have a Skybox, ladies and gentlemen, like, or, or just just think about whatever, whatever um, uh, a box you have, right? I don't know. I don't know what they have in America. Cable is that the t- is that the term? Cable, um, cable satellite. You know what I mean? One of those, right? Just just imagine your just imagine your TV box, right? And you're you're flicking through, right? You're going like so. In the UK, we have like BBC One, BBC Two, ITV, Channel Four, Channel Five, Sky One. Uh, I think it's Sky Comedy now, or Sky Documentaries, and then Sky Atlantic. And then imagine that just under that, Channel Netflix or Netflix Direct, whatever they want to call it, right? Imagine that. Imagine that. And like, honestly, think about it. Think about how fucking nuts that can be, right? So you're on your TV. You don't have to, you know, don't have to watch Netflix like wherever you watch Netflix, right? Imagine that, so you can watch weekly shows like they have been doing. Like I would love to literally tune in at like 10 p.m. to watch Patriot Act with Hassan Minaj. Like that would have been so sick. That would have been so sick, and I could record it. Oh my gosh, that would be so sick. It just fits me better. It fits me personally better. This is why I'm excited for this kind of thing because I'm a I'm a traditional TV watcher. I, I really am like, and by traditional I mean Sky. <laughs> I, I don't know what um, uh, uh, traditional is kind of um, it's kind of a uh, a, a loose term because I feel like traditional TV is like you know she like free view maybe I don't know what you guys consider traditional but for me traditional is Sky so you know and I, I'm not on I'm not a Netflix guy um, you know I'm in I'm, I have Netflix but you know I, I haven't been on it in ages so, like the last time I did it was uh, to watch Desmond's uh, that last month like, I'm not constantly on it. Honestly, um, I'm not a consistent binger. Like I don't know. I don't know the last thing I binged. I don't, maybe it was on my block. So what? March, February, whenever that dropped. Yeah, it's been a minute. Um. So yeah. Um. I'm. I'm just excited for this kind of prospect. To be honest, like imagine that you you have just the Netflix originals, uh, all the good stuff they have, right? Um. And you're just what and that's competing with shit like Bake Off or whatever BBC One has on nine p.m. Uh, you know, competing with EastEnders, that's crazy to think about, that's crazy to think about, and you know what that will do, ladies and gentlemen, do you know what that will do, and this is why I'm so excited for this potential prospect, it forces the other channels to do better, and that's all good for me, bro, that's all good for me, I'm getting the, I'm getting to get this quality TV programming. BBC gonna have to pull its finger out and do better shows at 9 p.m. because they're gonna have to combat shit like Stranger Things series, whatever, at 9 p.m. Imagine that shit, ladies and gentlemen. Imagine that. Imagine it. They have nine million subscribers in France alone, right? Like, if you get nine million uh, viewership for a show, that's a dub. That's a big dub. Right, but then replace that, and obviously the Netflix subscribers may not, you know, be into this. Right, let's, let's just say half of them are. Right, let's just say you know four point five are into it. Okay, and they, and they watch whatever's at nine p.m. prime time on channel Netflix or Netflix Direct, whatever they want to call it. Right, imagine that. So they have that the four point five mil, but then, but then, but then you have the traditional TV watchers like me. They might not be into Netflix as a concept and the streaming stuff as a concept. They're more into the classic, you know, traditional TV where they can just record shit and watch it whenever they want to, like me, or maybe watch them live. I don't even know if they're going to have adverts. Imagine if they don't have adverts. Oh my gosh. 
I mean, they're going to have to have adverts. But, like, imagine that. Fuck. The prospect is high, ladies and gentlemen. I am fucking excited for this kind of prospect, honestly. The competition factor will cut... Literally, BBC and ITV made BritBox to combat Netflix. Imagine if Netflix just came to Britain as a channel. Just came to their fucking front door and just knocked on the door going, BBC, ITV... We're coming. <laughs> We're literally coming to terrestrial TV. That's fucking scary for them. That's fucking scary for them. And it's all good for me, bro. I'm not. I don't have any stake in this. I'm just here for quality TV. I'm just here for that quality TV on my Skybox. I, I'm. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Like I really care about the streaming wars. Obviously, I've talked about the streaming wars. Um, you know, in the past year, because it's fascinating to think about as it pertains to the future of TV and the future of like well, film as well. Um, but oh, oh, tr- traditional TV right now, oh, I'm shook. I'm fucking shook. I'm going to get to our final topic, the final segment, which is life. And this one's absolutely fascinating, ladies and gentlemen. So, obviously, I haven't mentioned the um, US election. Uh, obviously, uh, we finally know the actual results. And uh, Joe Biden won. You'd be skippy. Um, and obviously, uh, Trump and them are... But I, I said this I said this yesterday. Um, I think the Secretary of State, if I'm not, con- uh, if I'm not mistaken, said, like... They, they were basically also being asked a question about, you know, transition. And the dude literally just outright said... We're looking in. We're looking forward to a smooth transition into Trump's second term. Like what? <laughs> what is that? That's literally. And I said, I said, I said in response to that video, I said, it, it's so poetic that America and their government right now is acting like the governments of the countries that they have destroyed in the past de- decades. It's so poetic. It's so poetic. There's, there's. Oof. You can't write it. You ju- you just can't write it. Like they're acting like a rogue regime right now. In January, they literally could be a rogue regime, not actually leaving the White House. Imagine that. Imagine in America. Unbelievable to think about, right? Um, but I wanted to get in something different. Um, so uh, she doesn't listen to podcasts because uh, she doesn't listen to podcasts. But shout out to Taylor on this one, right? Because uh, she gave me this. Um, she 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 lashed me this. Uh, not personally in a group chat, but I just, I just liked reading it. Um, and I, I said immediately, I'm, I'm, I'm going to put this on my pod. So um, this is uh, this is by Ume uh, Hake or Hack. Uh, I, I, I forget I forget the pronunciation of the name. I remember it, there was a girl in my high school that had that name, but I forget which one, uh, which pronunciation was. So apologies for that. Um, I'll just say Ume. Um, and it's called uh, America. America's problem is uh, that white people want it to be a failed state. So this is kind of a commentary on just like um, American voters more than anything. But I just found it so oh, just to sink your teeth in deep into how shit they are. And it's great. And I could easily like make a case for the exact same thing as it pertains to um, the UK. Like the fact that the Tory party has been in power for over 10 years now. And we're still, and and the polls are still fucking in their favour, um, just over fifty percent. It's just it it dumbfounds me. Like, what do they need to do to for you to kick them the fuck out? 
anyway. Um, that had some venom behind it, but you know, it's necessary. Anyway, so let's get into this because this is this is tasty. This is this is one of the tastiest cycles I've ever read. Um, is America really ready to reclaim democracy? I'm going to share a fact with you, and you're not going to like it. America's problems can be reduced to the following. And you put this in bold. Why Americans want America to be a failed state. And that it is, uh, and that is its fundamental, deep, and long-standing problem. That is how America ended up here. More than half a century of white hostility to any kind of social progress whatsoever. Which resulted in social collapse and culminated in Trumpism. White people made America a failed state. What's a, what's a great start. What a great start. But what... Uh, but are white people ready to own this problem of their own extremism? Is that long-term social position really about to change the selection, finally, after more than half a century? Are white Americans ready to become a modern functioning society? The answer, right about now, is kind of a hysterical yes. <laughs> we all, all of us, uh, all of us sane and thoughtful people, anyways, want Biden to win. Uh, I, I, th- I assume you wrote this um, before... Um, the actual results. Uh, let me just find the date. Yeah, November first. So, yeah, um, obviously before Biden won, but still worthy of a read regardless because uh, it's just it's just perfect. Where was I at? Uh, but yes, yeah, so all the same thought people Biden to win and putting into a long t- long nightmare of Trump of the Trump years. But despite what the polls say, how realistic is that? Kill Umer, get him. Uh, maybe you're foaming at the mouth, ready to dispute my simple fact. So take a hard look at the chart above. What does it say? Uh, I have some bad news, and then I have some worse news. Don't worry, you'll thank me later. The first piece of bad news is this. Here's a fact that most people underestimate. America is still about 80% white. 80%. Given the record-breaking turnout, this election is going to be more about white Amer- uh, America's white majority than about minorities. Probably, at least, if every group turns out in record numbers roughly equally. Minorities have uh, much, less pa- much, le- much less power than many imagine, precisely because they are still seriously in the dot 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 minority. This election is about why America, and if it really wants to live in a democracy, uh, or it's happier, li- or if it's happier living in a fascist society, you might think that sounds over the top. So here's the worst news: the chart above says this. Um, it says that white Americans, as a group, have never as a group, voted for a Democratic president, never in modern history. In fact, the chart above, in fact, uh, in fact, the chart above, in fact, odd wording, don't need in fact twice there, but anyway, uh, understates the problem. This trend goes back to JFK, and perhaps before. Are you beginning to see the problem here? Why I say America's problem is that white people want it to be a failed state. Let me make it clearer. Why Americans can, uh, can be relied on in the majority as a group to vote Republican. I put it in quotes because it's worth examining. Uh, quote vote book up Republican, by the way. Uh, I put it in quotes uh, because it's worth examining that uh, what what that anodyne statement really means. Liberal, sane, thoughtful white Americans often overestimate how many of them there are, how widespread their cause is. The result is that when I say Americans are dot dot dot, meaning of the uh, meaning of course the majority which is still white i get a wave of protest americans aren't dumb americans aren't dumb they're not violent stupid racist they want to live into uh, live in a modern society are they do they at least a white majority let's take a brief and hard look at reality here are some things that white americans uh, have been for as a group in their majority segregation endless war inequality billionaires capital Guns and religion as a primary social va- uh, as primary social values. That is what the voting pattern above means. Conversely, 
here is something, uh, here is, here are something, and he's being there, some things white Americans have been against as a group in their majority. Desegregation, civil rights, women's rights, their own health care, retirement and childcare, public goods of any kind whatsoever. This is what the voting pattern above means in the real world. Need I go on? America's problem is that white Americans, as a social group, its majority social group, want America to be a failed state. They don't want to live in a modern, civilized democracy, and never have. America, uh, white America, is America's problem—a big white ignorant problem. The problem of white American voter that white Americans don't want to admit goes back more than half a century at this point. If the answer is make America great again, then the question is: Well, who brought it? <laughs> oh, this is great. Well, who brought it this point uh, of self-destruction? And the answer is da 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 da. Why Americans? They're the ones responsible for the self-destruction of the society they still rule as a massive majority. Nobody else is responsible for their poverty, despair, and humiliation but them. Uh, that is what the chart above makes crystal clear. Um, and you can read the article itself if you want to look at the chart itself, but he kind of breaks it down very simply, so you don't really need to look at it. Uh, who voted over and over again to have worse lives? No healthcare, retirement, affordable education, childcare, no public goods of any kind whatsoever. Why America did uh, the question baffles the world. Why would anyone choose a worse life? The answer is that why Americans would not accept a society of true equals. Quote, I won't pay for those dirty, filthy people's educations, healthcare, times. Why their, grand- why their grandparents uh, were my grandpappy slaves. Why Americans, ch- unquote, uh, why Americans chose to retain power, supremacy, superiority, even a failing society. They chose to, they chose staying on top of decline and ruin rather than prospering as equals. Let me make that even clearer by putting it in a global perspective. This is the part you're really not going to like. Why Americans uh, are the rich world's uh, most hostile, ignorant, violent, cruel, and selfish social group by a very long way. Voting conservative, after all, doesn't mean nearly the same thing in Europe or Canada. Uh, there, even conservative parties agree on the basics. People should have health care, education, retirement. Um, well... Funny enough, uh, our uh, healthcare is uh, might be sold to um, white Americans. How funny! How funny is that? Um, oh, the irony! Uh, people should have healthcare. Da, 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 uh, uh, that the only point of public purse isn't endless war on death mach- and death machines. Uh, conservatism in America is off the charts, and so is voting that way. Carry uh, carries a very different meaning. Uh, it means that why Americans are the rich world's most progressive, ignorant, and self-destructive political bloc by such a long way that they might as well not be in the rich world at all. I don't mean any of this as uh, many, any of that an insult, by the way. I mean it objectively, literally, factually. You'd think that by now, white Americans would have would have uh, figured out that voting against their own standards of living, ever rising, uh, just because it meant black and brown people would have public goods, too, was dot 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 imbecilic uh, especially watching europe and canada rise uh, rise and prosper are we okay i know we ain't part of europe anymore but you know still european uh they've had more than half a century to figure out uh, figure that out but still they haven't uh, but they still haven't what else do you call the inability to learn from the world and history but dot 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 ignorance do you know what the word imbecile means someone who can't look after themselves <laughs> but that's what's ha- that's what has happened uh, white people are the ones who wreck their very own lives, futures, and society, beginning the moment decades back that minorities finally gained a few rights in a giant, stupid, endless, escalating temper tantrum that culminated in Trumpism. 
I know this sounds insulting, but to speak factually and empirically about levels of self-destruction, this immense requires uh, requires us to reach beyond the lines of everyday discourse. Let me try again then. Why Americans really are different from their peers, or at least uh, the people they believe they are their peers. But the truth that their political choices over decades reveals is this. Why Americans have not almost nothing in common with white Europeans or Canadians who back the expansive social contracts of social democracies reliably. Why Americans reliably reject such choices, which is how they made society collapse. Instead, they have more in common with the ethnic, religious, fundamentalist majorities of nations like Iran, or the authoritarian nationalist majorities of nations like Russia. They are aggressive, sectarian, fundamentalist, unable to change, uh, trapped by their own ideologies. That is how and why America collapsed. Black people didn't make it so, brown people didn't, Native Americans didn't. America is still about 80% white, and why Americans make a choice, certain choice, uh, reliably, consistently, and predictably, as a group. They vote quote-unquote conservative, but conservative in America doesn't mean what it does in the rest of the rich world. It means something much more like Iran or Russia. Bang. Why Americans impoverish themselves through decades of such folly, voting against their very own public goods, which meant they had to pay monopolists eye-watering prices for those very things which could and should have been socially provided, healthcare, high education, retirement, and so on. Today, the average American dies in $62,000 of debt. Do you know what that predicted a few years ago? A fascist implosion. When majorities grow impoverished, they turn, to even, they turn even more aggressive. Violent, ignorant, and brutal. America's right majority was already all those things, and then they became became even more so. The demagogue came along. Uh, a demagogue came along. Trump, who blamed white America's problems on everyone but white Americans, Mexican babies, black mothers, Latino immigrants, Syrian refugees, gay minority couples, everyone but white Americans was responsible for the plight of white Americans. But how could they be? America was and still a percent white. Nobody was ever responsible for white America's stunning plunge into poverty, humiliation and despair, but white America. But nobody wants to blame themselves, do they? It's only human to project one's failings onto others. So white America took Trump's bait, and it was easier too, uh, to sell that line of nonsense, that racism, that prejudice, that bigotry to a white majority that was already those things and always had been. It was a self-reinforcing process, which was inevitable once America's white middle and working class began to implode. Fascism was coming to America. Those of us who warned uh, warned of it were called alarmists and hysterics and so on, when we warned of camps, genocides, bans, uh, raids, purges. All of those things came to pass and, stick to, and sick to our stomachs. We survivors tried to warn them all over again. We were mocked, shamed and condemned. By white Americans, even the good ones, we were told uh, we were underestimating the power of white America to do the right thing. Okay, I just looked at the time and I just realised I'm going way over. So let me just uh, finish this off because uh, he, he, we have so many paragraphs uh, to go on to see. But uh, uh, let me let me end on the last uh, few because uh, it's it's just it's just to finish up. Why not? Um, more likely though, the fo- uh, the following is the following scenario: White America votes the way. It always has as a group, as a majority, to screw everyone else over as hard as possible, even if itself paid the price. That will lead to three possible outcomes. One, an outright Trump victory. Two, an undecided election, which the Supreme Court obviously had to Trump. Or three, most likely, in my estimation, months of chaos, as America tries to figure out what to do next about the mess it's in, and the GOP makes every grab for raw power. 
and the process of the good and thoughtful why Americans don't help not all of us. Uh, sure, Chet, not all of you, but enough of you uh, have uh, been like this for, almost, uh, for most of modern history. Embittered, hostile, cruel, backwards. Is that about to change? I don't know, my friends. I doubt it, but I hope so. So why do I tell you this? Because we minorities are what we have always been. Barely tolerated interlopers and hated intruders in the promised land. You, my white American friend, are the only one with the power to change any of it. Um, so, yeah, man. This is brutal. This is just... Ugh, just, ugh, just constantly fucking popping shots. I'm here for it. And, you know, the if I had the time, I'd generally just, like, try and you know, make comparisons to the UK, and, you know, I think it's kind of easy to make those comparisons, you know, even though we have the NHS, the Tory government want to say the NHS, don't take my word for it, go look it up, like, fucking Corbyn put it on their, uh, on the debate stage, like, he had the papers there, and you lost still vote, Tory, so, you know what, there is a self-implosion factor towards Britain, and, uh, you know, I feel like the percentages um, in terms of white majority is uh, about the same here in the UK. So uh, there has to there has to be some implosion factor here. You know what I mean? I, I feel like you know to a, maybe to a smaller extent, but still to a noticeable extent. I feel like white UK white British people are you know pretty, not obviously as kooky and fucking batshit as uh, white Americans, um, but. Hey man, I'm seeing fucking anti-vax protests like in Trafalgar right now. I'm just, uh, I mean, that, 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 there's some there's some nut jobs there, and uh, I don't. Uh, and if I look at some pictures, um, I don't really see many um uh, many people of color in in the crowd. So you know, I'm just I'm just saying. So yeah, obviously it's very it's it's very 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 different uh, compared to a, a U.S. Um, white Ameri- white Americans. But white Brits are getting there. They're catching up on the on the kooky scale. Um, let's just um, let's see see how that goes. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, from the Fifth Film Podcast Network, I've been Charlie Taylor, and this has been what's good. Intro music has been too much by Vanilla. Intro music has been visited by Poldor. You can find both of their tunes via their websites in the full show notes. Shout out to Jolt Records for the ability to use these songs. You can also find their entire Bandcamp discography and release uh, and release discography uh, in the full show notes. Hit them up banging tunes as always and with that said hope you all have a good week I should always try and do the same but until the next time take it easy ladies and gentlemen